Chapter Fifty Two of Snarleyow by Frederick Marriott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. In which a great deal of loyalty is shown to counterbalance the treason of Van Slyperken. We must not, however, forget the syndic and the widow Vandersloosh, whom we left in confinement in Amsterdam. We left Mynheer Kraus smoking his pipe and showing to those about him how great a great man always proves himself when under adversity. The widow also, had she performed in public, would have been acknowledged to have been a great woman. She could not but lament the present, for she was on the floor of a dungeon, so she occasionally wrung her hands, but she looked forward to the future and to better times, not abandoning herself to despair, but comforting herself with hope, as might have been clearly proved by her constant repetition of these words. Well, well, Mr. Vanslyperken, we shall see. That the night appeared long to both parties is not to be denied, but the longest night will have its end, so long as the world continues to turn round. The consequence was that the morning came as usual to the syndic, although the widow, from the peculiarity of her situation, had not the same advantage. After morning comes breakfast, in the natural order of mundane affairs, and kings being but men, and subject to the same wants as other mortals, His Majesty, King William, sat down and dispatched a very hasty meal, in company with His Grace the Duke of Portland and the Right Honorable the Lord Albemarle. History does not record, as it sometimes does in works of this description, by what viands His Majesty's appetite was stimulated. We must therefore pass it over, and, as His Majesty did on that occasion, as soon as breakfast was over, proceed the business. Have you received information, my Lord Albemarle, how many of the conspirators have been seized? May it please your majesty, I am sorry to inform you that all who were innocent have been imprisoned, and all who were guilty have escaped. Upon this intelligence his majesty looked very grave. How do you mean, my lord, said he, after a pause, the conspirators have all received some friendly notice, and the only two who are in custody are the syndic, Mynheer Kraus, and the woman who keeps the lust house. And you put the syndic down as an innocent person, my lord? If your majesty will be pleased to read this communication, replied Lord Albemarle, presenting Ramsay's letter and enclosures, you will then be of my opinion. King William took the letter and read it. What Ramsay, he who was attainted with Sir Robert Barclay? The same, your majesty. So near us, and escaped? But what credence would you place in him? Every credence may it please your majesty. I believe him to be incapable of a lie. A traitor like him? A traitor to your majesty, but most true to his Catholic majesty, King James, that was. But if I venture to point out to your majesty... The enclosures prove that Lieutenant Van Slyperken's word is not of much value. He, at least, is a double traitor. 
Yes, a little hanging will do him no harm. You are sure this is his writing? There can be no doubt of it, your majesty. I have compared it. You will see to this, my lord, and now to the syndic. He has, as your majesty will perceive, been grossly deceived and suspected without reason. And the woman? Was here yesterday, and fully convinced me that Vanslyperken was a traitor, and that she was innocent. His grace of Portland was present. Well, my lord, you may give orders for their release. Of course, a little surveillance will be advisable. You will justify the proceedings to the council this afternoon. But may I presume to submit to your majesty that the public affront offered to the syndic should be repaired? Certainly, send for him, replied his majesty carelessly. I will receive him tomorrow morning. And his majesty left the room. Lord Albemarle immediately dispatched a courtier with an order for the release of the syndic and the Frau Vandersloosh, with a note to the former stating that his majesty would receive him on the following day at noon. But while this act of justice had been preparing at the palace of the Hague, there were other acts, not quite so justifiable, performing at the town of Amsterdam. The sun made its appearance more than an hour before the troops of the Royal Guard. Mobs were collected in knots in the street and in front of the Hotel de Ville, or Stadthouse, and the object of their meeting was to canvass the treason and imprisonment of the syndic, Mynheer van Kraus. Shame! Shame! Death to the traitor! Tear him to pieces! And long life to King William! were the first solitary remarks made. The noise and hubbub increased. The small knots of people gradually joined together until they formed a large mob, all burning with loyalty, and each individual wishing to give a practical evidence of it. Again were the cries of, Long live the king! and Death to the traitors! to be heard with loud huzzas. A confused din followed, and the mob appeared, as if simultaneously, to be all impelled in one direction. At last the word was given, which they all waited for. To his house! To his house! Down with it! Death to the traitor! And the loyal mob hastened on, each individual eager to be the first to prove his loyalty by helping himself to Mynheer Krause's goods and chattels. In the low countries, this species of loyalty always has been and is now very much the fashion. In ten minutes the gates were forced open. Old Coops knocked down and trod underfoot till he was dead. Every article of value that was portable was secured. Chairs, tables, glasses, not portable, were thrown out of the window. Wilhelmina's harp and pianoforte battered into fragments. Beds, bedding, everywhere flew about in the air, and then the fragments of the furniture were set fire to, and in less than an hour Mynheer Krause's splendid house was burning furiously, while the mob cheered and cried, Long live King William! Before the courier could arrive from The Hague, all that was left of Mr. Krause's property was the bare walls. Merchandises, everything was consumed, and part of the building had fallen into the canal and choked it up, 
while fifteen shites waiting to be discharged of their cargoes had been obliged to retreat from the fury of the flames the phlegmatic skippers looking on with their pipes in their mouths and their hands in their wide breeches pockets the loyal mob having effected their object gradually retired it is singular that popular feeling is always expressed in the same way had the mob collected for disloyal purposes they would have shown their disloyalty just in the like manner only it would have been the stadthouse instead of that of mynheer kraus but now there was a fresh impetus given to the feelings of the mob the news had been spread like wildfire that mynheer the syndic had been proved innocent and ordered to be immediately liberated and was sent for by his majesty upon which the mob were undecided whether they should prove their indignation at this unjust imprisonment of their worthy magistrate by setting fire to some public building or by carrying him in triumph to his own house which they forgot they had burnt down Fortunately, they decided upon the latter. They surrounded the Stadthouse with cries of, Long life to our worthy syndic, prosperity to Mynheer Kraus, and rushing upstairs they caught him in their arms and carried him triumphantly through the streets, bringing him at last to the smoking ruins of his own house, and there they left him. They had done all they could. They had carried him there in triumph, but as for building the house up again, that was impossible. So as Mynheer Kraus looked with dismay at the wreck of all his property, the loyal mob dispersed, each feeling that he had been a little too hasty in possessing himself of a small share of it. What a fine thing is loyalty! Mynheer Kraus found himself alone. He looked with scorn and indignation upon the scene of violence, and then walked away to an hotel, particularly disgusted with the loyal cry of, Long live King William! In the meantime, the door of the dungeon where the widow Vandersloosh was incarcerated was thrown open, and she was informed that she was no longer a prisoner. The widow, indignant that she should have been confined for her loyalty, raved and walked majestically out of the Stadthouse not deigning to answer to the compliments offered to her by some of the inferior officers. Her bosom swelled with indignation, and she was determined to tell His Majesty a bit of her mind, if she should obtain access to him, and the next day she took the trouble to go all the way to the Hague again to see His Majesty. But His Majesty wasn't at home, and Lord Albemarle, to whom she sent in, was indisposed and his grace, the Duke of Portland, was particularly engaged. So the widow had the journey for nothing, and she declared to Babette that she never would put her foot under the palace roof again as long as she lived. But although Madame Vandersloosh was not received at court that day, the syndic Mynheer Kraus was. When he sent in his name, Lord Albemarle led the syndic by the hand to His Majesty. We have been too hasty, Mynheer Kraus, said His Majesty, with a gracious smile. Mynheer bowed low. I regret to hear that the populace, in their loyalty, have burnt down your house, Mr. Kraus. They were too hasty. Mynheer Kraus made another low bow. 
you will continue your office of syndic of the town of Amsterdam. Pardon me, your majesty, replied Mynheer Kraus respectfully but firmly. I have obeyed your summons to appear in your presence, but will request that your majesty will release me from the burden. I have come to lay my chain and staff of office at your majesty's feet, it being my intention to quit the town. You are too hasty, Mynheer Kraus, replied his majesty with displeasure. May it please your majesty, replied Kraus, he who has been confined as a prisoner in the Stadthouse is not fit to exercise his duties there as a judge. I have served your majesty many years with the utmost zeal and fidelity. In return, I have been imprisoned and my property destroyed. I must now return to a station more suitable to my present condition. And once more, with every assurance of loyalty, I beg to be permitted to lay my insignia of office at your majesty's feet. Mynheer Kraus suited the action to the word. The king frowned and turned away to the window, and Mynheer Kraus, perceiving that his majesty's back was turned upon him, walked out of the door. Too hasty, thought Mynheer Kraus. I am loyal and thrown into prison, and am expected to be satisfied with the plea of being too hasty? My house is burnt down, and the plundering mob have been too hasty? Well, well, it is fortunate I took Ramsay's advice. My house and what was in it was a trifle. But if all my gold at Hamburg and Frankfurt, and in the charge of Ramsay, had been there, and I had been made a beggar, all the satisfaction I should have received would have been a smile and the excuse of being too hasty. I wonder where my daughter and Ramsay are. I long to join them. From which mental soliloquy it will be evident to the reader that Mynheer Krause's loyalty had been considerably diminished, perhaps thinking that he had paid too dear for the commodity. Upon his return, Mynheer Krause publicly announced that he had resigned the office of syndic, much to the astonishment of those who heard of it, and much to the delight of his very particular friend, Engelback, who the next morning set off for the Hague, and had an interview with his grace, the Duke of Portland, the result of which was that upon grounds best known to the parties, for history will not reveal everything, Mynheer Engelback was recommended to fill the office of syndic of the town of Amsterdam, vacant by the resignation of Mynheer Kraus, and that in consequence of this, all those who took off their hats to Mynheer Kraus but two days before, and kept them on when they met Mynheer Engelback, now kept them on when they met Mynheer Kraus, and pulled them off very politely to Mynheer Kraus's very particular friend, Mynheer Engelback. End of chapter 52 Recording by Arnold Banner, Thurmond, North Carolina